Autobots transform. Well, hey, and welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm a cowboy, and on a steel horse I ride, and I'm watching. Watching! Dark Rising Part 5. This episode was written by Joseph Kurt. It was directed by Vinton Hick. Yep. Last time on Transformers Prime, it was action, action, action. Mm-hmm. Optimus and Ratchet hacked and slashed their way through Megatron's first batch of Terracons, while the other Autobots battle Decepticon drones to save Fowler from Night Scream, and the kids realize they are fragile little sacks of bone and meat. Yep, they'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need it at the edge. <laughs> and now we're in space, and uh, Chuck a dunk Dark Energon just flies through and meanwhile Optimus is narrating that he can't let what we're seeing happen so I'm thinking oh please don't let's be like Optimus Primal but no <laughs> no it's just thing. It, it's just illustrating what could go wrong so there's and that. what could go wrong is that Megatron revives all the dead from Cybertron sends them to Earth and enslaves humanity so uh, it caught me that like okay we're not doing the whole conquer the galaxy anymore Megatron just wants a slave race pretty much yeah alright commercial break yeah, and now it looks like Jack has a breakfast shift at Burger World or whatever this place <laughs> is, and he locks his bike in the rack, and you just hear RC's voice behind him go, nice bike. <laughs> and Jack is like, look, I just don't want to hear it. And she says, okay, no, no, Optimus didn't send me. I don't know if yeah, it's... he doesn't know I'm here, yeah. Exactly, and she doesn't know if it's that she's still grieving over her, her losing her best friend or what, but she says, I'm not ready to say goodbye to you yet. Yeah, it's like, she even says, I don't even know if you're maybe starting to grow on me, but yeah, I, I really like this RC. Yeah, so do good I. character. So we go back to uh, Ratchet, and he locates the exact point of Megatron's space bridge. It's in Earth's... They say it's in Earth's orbit, but it's uh, far away away from Earth. Well, he says it's high in Earth's orbit. Yeah, but it's it's, it's out there. Yeah, and uh, Miko basically makes it official here. The Autobots can't fly. He's like, all right, so you guys can't fly. Why don't you use your ground bridge to get there? <laughs> when, she, like, when they established that, I was like, okay, Paul, Paul noticed that one for sure. <laughs> they cannot fly. Mako says, well, why don't you take your ground bridge and do it? And Ratchet's like, because it's a ground bridge. It has limited range. If we tried to take it into space, it could unravel at the end. And next thing you know, we're scattered all over the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And Optimus says, unfortunately, we don't have another choice. Power up that ground bridge. But uh, then RC comes in with Jack on her back. So what? He's like skipping work. Like imagine if it just cuts to the drive through and there's a guy at the speaker going, large fries, pie. Large coffee. Y'all got that in there? <laughs> I would have liked to see the the Jack quit scene, just where he goes, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> but uh, he, he and RC pull him uh, just in time for RC to join the Autobots, and they say their good lucks and goodbyes, and Bulkhead is, turns to Miko, he's like, you fucking stay here this time. <laughs> yes! You just read my line word for word. <laughs> yeah, and Ratchet tells Optimus, like, uh, if you... Look, Optimus, if you leave me stranded on a planet full of humans, <laughs> I will never forgive you. That's good. So they they take the ground bridge, and this is they like they transform. Great transformation scene. Good camera, like their their pan circular pan, and uh, they drive through the bridge and then come out into space, transform, and apparently they magnetize. You know, gravitize. He says oh, something. Gravitize. Yeah, it's like the it's like the the magnetic boots you get in. Uh, Ocarina of Time or Twilight Princess, whichever fucking game that was. It's Zelda game, but yeah, they stick to this space bridge thing. And so, then Megatron's okay. ship arrives and they ready their weapons and nothing. Yeah. Turns out that the satellite dish Bulkhead ripped off on the last episode has completely destroyed their uh, like ability to target or to uh, locate 
uh, Cybertron. Yeah, it's their stellar navigation system, and uh, Optimus is like, uh, yeah, without that. Well, they- he says they must have some. They must have like um, a backup system somewhere that they're using remotely. Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't be here, right? They wouldn't take the time to come out here if they didn't have some kind of a plan B. Exactly. And Ratchet says, well, there's nothing on Earth that would have the power of an alien satellite dish. And Raph says, what about a bunch of satellite dishes? And he points out the very large array, which is a, a real thing. Yeah, except they, they call it the giant size array. And they say it's in Texas rather than in New Mexico. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. exactly the very large array, yeah. And it, it's a, if, if you've never seen one of these before, well, you've seen the episodes, so you know what it looks like. It's a bunch of satellite dishes all next to each other, and they act as one giant satellite dish. Pretty much. So then, uh, oh, oh, so so uh, uh, this is the important part. Ratchet says, hey, could you hack it? And uh, Raph says, maybe. And Jack says, what if you were on site? And Raph says, definitely. Agent Fowler just sits up in bed, and he just accuses somebody, you're not in uniform, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this guy is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. He's, he's great. Uh, comedic relief meanwhile back in space uh, optimus says you know the the risk is too great the decepticons might be there at the uh satellite array and the kids point out look the, the decepticons win we're dead anyway we gotta try yeah. right and and jack says you said it yourself this is bigger than any one person so they're gonna do it and that's when megatron launches a shit ton of drones at the autobots out come the troops and uh, back on earth the humans ground bridge to the very large array and it kind of looks like the first level of dr wiley's castle in mega man 2 like But uh, I, I it, but the um, the Autobots engage with the Decepticons in the space bridge, and they it's a kind of a eh, for all the great action this show's had, especially after the last episode. But there's this one they kind of just stand there and shoot. Nobody really moves. RC jumps around and does a couple kicks, but it's there's a lot of laser fire and not a lot of movement. No, but back on Earth, the kids have broken into this place, and Miko even says like the security here sucks. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> and uh, well, just to say it like that, like security is terrible or something. But uh, yeah, Raph just hacks into the computer and away they go. And uh, he can get the Decepticon information on his flash drive this time because this thing actually has a USB port. And, yeah. But, uh, and he thinks the Decepticons aren't going to know because, you know, they're not even here, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just does the pans over the two rooms and Soundwave is the two rooms over hooked up to computers. And yeah, he picks up the signal and commercial break. And when we come back, Samway begins to aim the array. And Raph is like, oh, shit, they're, they're aiming. They're trying to track down Cybertron. So uh, the space bridge suddenly starts to move as it gets into place to, I guess, align with Cybertron. And I call this Cybertron. Cybertron, Cybertron and Earth. And uh, yeah, on the ground, Raph realizes that the Decepticons have locked onto the thing. But ah, not for long. He hacks into the array again and he shuts the satellite dishes down. Yeah, which immediately lets Soundwave know somebody's here, and he starts, uh, I really like how Soundwave gives exposition, because whatever he's, like, thinking or saying, it's displayed on yeah, it's just his right face. On his face. Yeah. And on his face, you see him cycle through all the security cameras, and then he spots the kids. Yep, and uh, Raph realizes, okay, uh, the Decepticons are taking control back, so he takes control back, too. And Raph and Miko think this is like just like video games, like this is just trolling on video games. The Decepticons aren't here. But then one of Soundwave's like snaky appendage Tentacle, things yeah. enters the room they're with. 
And uh, she starts throwing Jack and Miko around, but Raph is still at it on the computer. And luckily, he gets the whole USB downloaded. He gets all the code downloaded, but just when he... Or I guess it's the schematics of the space bridge, but just when he does, Miko grabs a fire axe and runs at Soundwave's appendage, yes. and it grabs the axe from her, it knocks her with. And, and Jack like, has a line. just gave it a fucking axe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, then... This was really smart of Soundwave, actually. He uh, pulls the, uh, now that he's got the axe, the tentacle leaves the room, or whatever it is, robo-tentacle, and he realigns the satellites to Cybertron and then uses the axe to cut the hard line so the kids can't do anything now. This thing is locked onto Cybertron for good. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the Decepticon ship, Megatron and Starscream open the space bridge. Oh, but there was one really funny thing here where Soundwave start. He like just before he transforms to fly away, Miko takes a picture of him. He looks back at the kids and takes a picture of them. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Posterity. Yeah. Uh, so, so then, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Starscream opens the space bridge and Megatron, <laughs> for all the talk they had earlier about how specific and precise these calculations had to be, yes. Megatron just stands on the top of his ship, a ship and heaves a boulder of dark energon through the space bridge. That'll make it. it. Don't worry. It's fine. It'll get there. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it, it really does, because on Cybertron, it lands, and uh, Megatron's like, minions rise, or his legions to rise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly what uh, Optimus said at the beginning of the episode was going to happen is happening. Yes. Oh, and commercial break. And uh, back with uh, the Autobots, Bulkhead's like, okay, how are we going to destroy an entire planet full of undead? Like, <laughs> uh, So Optimus says, we can't fight them. We just, we have to blow the space bridge, but we don't have the firepower. Yeah, there's enough energy on here to blow it up. But we don't have enough to ignite it, right? But uh, back at the Ottawa base, Raph is like, says to Ratchet, hey, if you had the schematics for that, would that help? And he just hands Ratchet the flash drive. So uh, Optimus uh, orders the Autobots into position because Megatron starts coming in. Ratchet's working on a, like a way to blow the space bridge. And there's Megatron lands and he and Optimus have, I mean, it's this, we've seen this before. They're going to talk back and forth about, and I think this is where Optimus says it, but he says, one shall stand, one shall fall. Yes. But Megatron doesn't finish. He doesn't say, but then you better get some help, Prime. He did like, oh, <laughs> you had the two guys there. Well, you couldn't have done eh, it. doesn't matter. But they basically battle like fucking gods. There's some really great shots here because while they're fighting behind them is this giant fucking space bridge wall of energy it's really great cinematography Mm. and it's also important to note that like there is you can now see a horde of terracons just racing they're getting closer so uh back at the autobot hq fowler's up and at it again and um rc calls into ratchet and says hey we're in position yeah and back with optimus megatron megatron has the upper hand here he's just slamming optimus this way and that yeah he's about to do his uh fatality but he stops midway because starscream interrupts like don't you think he would just would have killed prime first and then asked her game what do you want like he just kind of stops like he, he yeah in the middle of the move it is classic <laughs> bad guy like dr evil kind of stuff but starscream does alert him to something valid which he says hey look the other three autobots they're underneath you and they're doing something Yep, they are up to no good. And that's when Megatron says, ha, nice try, Prime, and then goes to kill him, but Prime has got enough strength back now, I guess. Yeah. Locks Megatron's uh, blade, transforms his hand into a gun, and fucking blasts him in the chest. And uh, Megatron transforms and gets out of there. He retreats. 
So then down with the, like literally on the other side of the, the upside down of the space bridge, yeah. um, Ratchet guides those three Autobots to like an electrical junction and a switch that RC has to turn. Yeah, he said, you turn this and reverse the current and uh, Agent Fowler's down there. He's starting to come a little more to a sense. He's like, yeah, this is awesome, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, right? Uh, he's not sure whether he should be happy about this. But they do get it turn and they i guess effectively they re- reverse the polarity of the space bridge pretty much yet yeah. donatello gets another check yeah and then megatron flies by and like opens just strafing fire at them and uh hits rc in the chest and knocks her off into space it looks like he kills her because she does. just goes drifting back off of the like eyes skin. stop glowing everything uh then optimus is calling ratchet hey open a space bridge and megatron the, like because the or open a ground bridge because the space bridge itself is like exploding from within it's just breaking apart yeah it's falling apart and uh he can get them home so the autobots jump into the ground bridge and bumblebee manages to grab rc's body mm-hmm. and it goes through with her megatron then turns around to sell, tell starscream to come pick him up starscream's gone <laughs> yeah, it's like where's the ship and uh the space bridge explodes and uh Starscream on the Decepticon ship is like, well, Decepticon or Megatron Spark has been extinguished. Uh, that's just a goddamn shame. And now I'm the boss and all hail Starscream. There was the one great shot where the Terracons are just about at the just about to come through the space bridge, like the, the edge of the yeah, portal. Yeah, he was that Megatron reaches out this. and they touch the tips of their fingers for one brief second. Kaboom! And uh, back at the Autobot base, the ground bridge opens and uh, Ratchet says that there are four life signals, but one is very faint. Mm-hmm. And it's a great reveal to the kids where Bulkhead comes through and Miko's like, yay! And then Optimus comes yeah, through she and they're like... over and hugs his hand. Like, she's as big as one of his fingers. He's yeah. just that big. Um, and then Optimus comes through and they're relieved he's there. And then Bumblebee comes through and he's holding RC. And this was powerful, but then it was immediately neutered because... Jack runs up. He's like, RC, don't you die. I mean, she looks and goes, yeah, I'm okay. And then in the next scene, she's just standing up and she's fine. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, yeah. She doesn't really, she doesn't go to sick bay or anything. She's just fine. I think Ratchet asks, so what about Megatron? And Prime's like, well, not even he could have survived ground zero. That's what he calls it. And uh, Fowler says, hey, Prime, look, I owed you one. Or I owe you one for yeah, what you did. Uh, it's an elevator. See and, around. And he's out of here. <laughs> Tell me about the Twinkie. But uh, now... That they think Megatron is defeated. Miko's like, okay, do you want us to forget about you now? Like, if Megatron's gone, you guys, your mission here is kind of over, right? So, But now there's a new mission. Optimus has a voiceover about how, uh, look, we are the Autobots, and we five are here on Earth, and this is our home. And to anybody listening, we will defend it. We will defend humanity, and we will defend ourselves. So Prime thinks that Megatron is going to use Earth-based radio telescopes to pinpoint Cybertron because the stellar navigation thing on the Decepticon ship was destroyed. Fantastic. Except no. Maybe Decepticon technology can work around this, but as long as we're using Earth-based equipment to target Cybertron, it doesn't matter how many radio telescopes you point at the sky, whether you connect them in series or parallel, or even if you somehow bullseye Cybertron with the signal, you're going to be waiting a really long time because the speed of light is a constant. You can argue with me, but you can't argue with Einstein. He's dead. We saw at the end of Episode 3 that Cybertron is in another galaxy. Now, even if it were the Andromeda Galaxy, the closest galaxy to the Milky Way, 
it'd take 5 million years to send and receive a signal back from Cybertron. And if they missed Cybertron, they'd have to wait that long to not get a signal back just to know they missed. Like, you could just picture Megatron and Starscream sending the signal and then just sitting there, staring at this computer screen for millions of years on end, does like the sped up thing where all this shit goes on behind them they're unaware of, Starscream comes in and vacuums the carpet, the Decepticons put up and then take down the Christmas decorations, the Earth is shown exploding on a monitor, giant ants invade the ship, the Decepticons surrender to... Well, here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show and the end of the Darkness Rising five-parter. Wow, what a good story that was. It was a good, way better than Five Faces of Darkness for fucking sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, more meets the eye, part one, two, and three are great in their classics, mm. but man, this, yeah, it, I would put this up there with that. Yeah, watch the first five episodes of this. If you're not in after that, then I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't this know why you'd be show. listening to this show. Uh, if you don't know why you should be listening to this show, you could follow us on Twitter instead. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at P. McPherson one Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on uh, whatever it is you listen to us with your podcast app. Tell everybody you know. Tell all your friends. You can tell them that you can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. We both just watched the brand new trailer for War for Cybertron on Netflix. Do you think you're going to watch it? Probably, yeah. Yeah. I, I See, I don't know if I want to watch that and Prime at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I'm eventually going to watch it, obviously. But, oh, uh, definitely I'll eventually watch it. Hopefully it becomes a part of this show down the road. I just don't know if I, you know, I don't. I don't want to have a glut of Transformers and then after this get stuck with fucking rescue bots. <laughs> it does look good, though. Oh, yeah. A Transformers series without humans? Yeah, that's kind of like the thing you would like the most. <laughs>